I self-censored. I was not um, genuine in my own beliefs. What did this 23-year-old believe that was so unacceptable that she hit it? Well, she calls herself a right-leaning libertarian. I was afraid to have Thomas Sowell and Jordan Peterson books on my on my bookshelf. Afraid of being verbally attacked um, on on social media, being maligned as as a whatever isterism people might attack me with. So Ricky Schlott kept her mouth shut. Eventually, she dropped out of NYU because she found it stifling. If you were doing it again, you'd speak out. Oh well, I did speak out, <laughs> and now here I am. Here because she co-wrote this book, Canceling of the American Mind. It details how cancel culture crushes people who think differently. This teacher lost his job for calling a transgender student she. An art history lecturer lost her job simply for showing a painting of Muhammad. The University of Virginia branded this medical student a threat and banished him from campus merely because he questioned the importance of microaggressions. Hundreds of professors have been fired and censorship that started on campus quickly spread elsewhere. This pro soccer player was fired because his wife made racist posts. This magazine editor resigned over this very old Halloween picture of him posing with his wife. Some Bon Appetit staff called this deeply offensive brown face. Now there's a new more serious controversy. Some students lost job offers after attacking Israel and supporting Hamas. That's supporting terror. It's a hard no. You don't get to work for me. But Schlott's book argues that America needs more free speech, even if it's hateful. Being a, a true free speech champion does require that you defend speech that even you disagree with. Schlott's co-author works for FIRE, the Foundation for Individual Rights and Expression. Our definition of cancel culture is anyone who's attacked for speech that is or would be protected under the First Amendment standard. Which means everything can be said, as long as it doesn't directly threaten people. The question at hand with cancel culture is not, am I going to mandate that you can't cancel someone? You are well within your First Amendment rights to cancel people and to malign them on social media. But the question is, do we want to live in a culture where that is our first reaction? Schlott worries about what cancel culture is meant for her generation. Young people who started tweeting when they were kids. The incoming Teen Vogue editor is out of a job over tweets she sent out as a teen. She did tweet racist things. She sounds like a racist. Yes, they were really yucky things that I would never say myself. However, she'd already deleted, she'd already apologized. And in her job interview with Teen Vogue, they actually asked her about it. So they knew about it. It's not that as though this mob unearthed something and just discovered it. Cut young people some slack, she argues. We need to extend grace and forgiveness because young people need to be able to screw up. But based on what I see in my news feeds, young people look more like cancelers than the canceled. Straight white boys being racist. This is transphobic harassment. You are not listening. You are disgusting. The assumption is that your generation is on board with cancel culture. It is true that younger Americans tend to be more pro-cancel culture. Millennials have the most positive view, and as you get older, it goes lower and lower and lower, but Gen Z completely switches that around. Only 8% have a positive view of it, and that's because if you're a young person who grows up in a graceless society, you're always looking behind your back, you see your peers and friends torn down on social media, then of course you're not going to want to live in a world like that. But they perpetuate a world like that. Well, I 
think that it's a tyranny of the minority in my generation because you can have one squeaky wheel that scares the life out of everyone else around them and we all self-censor and, and bite our tongues and sit in our hands. That's what she did in college. I sat there and I cringed and I didn't want to get involved in anything and I'm sure that I was sitting next to other kids who felt the same way. Kids who kept their mouths shut because they didn't want to be reported as biased. A lot of college campuses, they actually have administrative mechanisms to report people for their speech. And when I got to NYU, the first thing I had to do was go pick up my ID card. And I found on the back the emergency number in case you're in danger and a bias response hotline in case you're offended. So the university itself has sanctioned the idea that you can snitch on, on your peers or somebody who says something that you don't like. Now she says it's time for students to push back against the censorship. Courage is contagious. As soon as I spoke out at NYU, people came out of the woodwork to approach me and say, oh, thank you for saying that. I completely agree with you. We need to come together and actually fight back against cancel culture and say that we want to live in a free speech culture and not a cancel culture. We promote a free speech culture here at Stossel TV. You can help us do that by clicking that button.